Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? It's uh, Rodney with another episode of Should I Play That? What's up, Rod? How you doing? Uh, not much. I didn't know we had uh, a little Bill in the room, or who's that did? Oh, Fat Albert in the room. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was funny because it, like, the... The, the feed cut like to complete silence as we were starting up the the recording yeah. and so, you know, just to bust in with with the the, the fat albert was simultaneously amusing and terrifying all at and, once and it was funny i i have the time i don't i don't even i don't even know where this stuff comes from it just happens and i just i happens and i just roll with it yeah i love it i love every bit of it but uh man how's you how have you been doing, man? Like it's a, it's another week. It's episode fourteen. Uh, we're we're in the thick of it, mm-hmm. and not in the thick of it, but we just started summer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hot. Yes, blazing Very hot, blazing hot. <laughs> but you know, this is a gaming podcast, so luckily we don't have to be outside to play video games. We could just be inside and just chill. Exactly. Exactly. Do what you know has been intended by the nature gods you know instead of enjoying the nice fresh air you know we sometimes like to enjoy the inside and video games and air conditioning so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but re- but for real though i did actually enjoy the weather this this past weekend this past memorial day weekend and uh and, and it was great it was great you know you were out there for a few hours and down in Atlanta, you know, it, it can get to almost 100 degrees, if not straight up 100 degrees. I'm not sure if it actually hit that, but it got close, I think. Felt like it. Yeah, yeah. So here's the, so here's the thing. is You know, it was Memorial Day weekend. The pools are officially open. Yep. Have you hit up a pool yet? No, I have not hit up a pool yet. Um, My girlfriend did, but I did not. And I'm okay with that. Uh, <laughs> she... <laughs> She actually got sunburned, so, you know, that also why, I, you know, I'm like, you know, good, I'm good on that. But maybe before the summer ends, I will try. How about you? Oh, definitely. Uh, got into the pool on Sunday because um, that's I, – I, I, since I had to work on Monday, I celebrated my Memorial Day, hung out with family on Sunday. You know, we, we grilled. Um, I ate some good food. Mm-hmm. Went to the pool. And it was funny, like, you remember when growing up, it was, oh, don't eat 15 minutes before going into the pool. You'll catch a cramp. Mm-hmm. Now, I ate, like, two full meals, jumped into the pool, did, like, belly flops. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did you throw up in the pool? No. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. I, I did make burgers on Memorial Day weekend, so as as one will, should do, you know. Yes. They, Make burgers, and you know you you have the prerequisite. You know you get some um get some good patties. You know I, I'm not a vegetarian or anything, so I'm talking like straight up beef. You know make some uh you just a pound of meat. I make two patties, two half pound patties. You know uh mix it you know pretty well. I like to roll it up in a certain way. You got to put the thumb print you know down the middle. Got to okay. do that. Okay. And you know throw it on the grill. I would say medium high heat. Okay. Yes, yes. I go with either pepper jack or American cheese. All right. I'm I'm keeping it pretty simple here. All right. And uh, obviously that's the that's the end. I skipped all all the other stuff. You got to season your burger first, right? Like always season. Always, always season. Tony Sacheries. I I swear by Tony Sacheries. Cajun seasoning. I swear uh-huh. by it. Goes on everything. Um, that got some salt, some chili powder, some black pepper. I mean, I'm just just seasoning this thing up like nobody's business um you know let it cook on both sides i like a medium well piece of meat 
and then uh, throw on cheese when it's all finished, you know? And that was that was the keyword that I was waiting for, guys. People, listen. If you have well done meat, you just throw it away. You <laughs> wasted it. Complete waste. Because listen, if, if if it's well done, you still if if that burger that you made was well done, you would have still be chewing on it right now to yeah, this it, day. It, to this day. I, I I don't understand people who get well done steaks. I don't get it. I don't get it. That's a crime. Yeah, they don't respect the meat. They don't. But listen, guys, this this isn't the the beach episode of should I play that? This is we're gonna get into video games. We just we just like catching up and everything. So, uh, guys, let's continue the conversations. Hopefully, you guys had a really good Memorial Day, had a good weekend. Um, let us know what you did, what you played, because guess what? We're about to talk about what we just been playing. Where were you? Ah, what we've been playing. <laughs> so, so Rod. What you been playing, man? I have been primarily playing more Days Gone. Oof. <laughs> yeah, oof. Oof is oof is mostly right. Oof is mostly right. So uh, this is a game, you know, Sony Ben's open world zombie game. We've kind of talked about it before. Um, this came out about a month ago at this point, and you know, I put a lot. Excuse me, I put a lot of time into this game. I would say in the past week, like since the last time we recorded, I put so much time into it, um, thinking that I could maybe like just power through it before E3, before Judgment, uh, another PlayStation game I'm interested in picking up. Um, and I think it's on PC too, maybe. Um, and so I, I wanted to just get through the game, you know, and I wanted to kind of see kind of like what we, what we did with Anthem, see kind of the strings behind what sony bend was was doing like what, what what were they doing this entire time and um i got to a point where if you've played the game you know there is a point where you encounter like multiple camps like throughout your the course of the game and i i think i started i picked it up right before you meet the second camp so right towards the end of like the second camp and then going to the third is where i had kind of picked it up over the this this past week i got through all of that stuff and towards the end of the storyline for that camp, like, it kind of feels like the game is sort of wrapping up in a way. Like, it's getting a climax. Like, you know, you discover some things, some plot twists that kind of happen. Nothing super huge, but, like, you know, there's one particular one that I thought was interesting. And then I was like, oh, okay, all right, cool, cool. Kind of saw it coming, but, like, I still thought it was cool. Turns out that's actually not even close to the end of this game like there's way more game there's actually an entire other section of the map that hadn't even been introduced yet and i haven't really been spoiled on this game at all so i didn't really know any of this and that was a little bit of a shock in a way i mean i heard that the game was long i think we both heard that and but there is something Usually I'm not I'm not going to complain too hard about a game being lengthy unless like it fe- you feel the length like you're like it's just dragging and dragging and this is a game that is certainly dragging itself out in so many ways like I said before the story has kind of gotten to the point where you know you it's it's becoming a little more interesting but not necessarily because the because of the character arcs or anything like that, even though there are a couple characters in the third camp that I actually kind of like, and there are some interesting themes of um, 
that, that they're trying to portray. So let me just give you a quick example. Nothing overly spoilery, but so, so far in the first two camps, there's nobody that I like. There really wasn't anybody I liked in this entire game, to, to be 100% honest with you, um, except for Sarah, the, the dead wife, um, quote-unquote dead wife. And we we kind of see in the first camp that this guy, uh, Copeland, who runs it, he's kind of like a weird libertarian, like, truther sort of dude. Like, I don't know, he's kind of an asshole, so, like, wasn't really feeling him or his camp too much. And then the second camp is, like, run by this literal slaver, this, this chick who, like, who actually traffics people um, and doesn't let people leave without, like, putting in intense work and, like, you know, which I'm like, all right, not super great either, okay? And then you get to the third camp, which is more, a little more interesting because the guy who runs it is he's kind of got a, an idealistic view of the world. Like, he believes that that people – that we should still have law and order in this world that's been taken over by zombies and you know and while and while he's a little overly idealistic i appreciated that sort of um optimistic viewpoint in a game that's consistently dour you're playing deacon who has lost his wife and he, you know he's his best friend is like going insane and who i also really didn't like for most of the game up to this point like he was just super annoying and very cloying and very you know needy and i was just like and his name was boozer and it's like i really don't like you and you know everybody's just kind of shitty and dour and that was just depressing but you go to this third camp and there are a few moments of like kind of deacon helping people a little bit more uh there's more examples of uh of kind of hope and optimism even if it doesn't always pan out in the way that you hope there's also another character named ricky who's there and she kind of has has history with deacon and boozer and she's actually like kind of interesting and she's got a fun kind of banter with him with deacon and and so i was kind of like sort of enjoying it like i was kind of enjoying some of the beats of of the game at this point and keep in mind i've been playing for maybe like i don't know somewhere 10 15 hours it might be like somewhere so i mean i that's that's a while that's not short to me so that's i mean that's the entire length of some games campaigns you know so that that's that's nothing that's that's not short and so i had gotten to this point and i was kind of taken aback that like i was actually kind of wanting to hear some of the dialogue and listen to like what's going on and then you get kind of a through line with like where your wife uh, what what actually ended up happening to your wife um, through someone who works at uh, one of the scientific research facilities. So I was kind of following that thread. So some of the story stuff was sort of starting to work for me. So it's starting to pick up at this point. After how many yeah. hours? I had probably been playing like 10 to 15 hours maybe. Um which again, I don't think that's short. Like, if you're asking someone to invest 15 hours in something before it gets good, it's like I can't reasonably suggest that to somebody, you know. Um, Which I mean, at this point, uh, we that I think like the 10, 15 hour mark—that's how long we thought the game was originally going to be. So, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> you still have a whole whole game in front of you. I, yeah, I've yeah, and that's the thing is that like I, at this point, I've got to be approaching like the. 
I've got to be approaching like 25 hours, maybe maybe 30. I might be closer to 25, honestly. I, I don't know. I don't know where a game counter is like for time, but I've got to be like way north of 20 hours, and to know that I still have like somewhere between 40 percent and like 30 to 40 percent of the game left, like that's insane to me and and the thing is so i've kind of talked about the story in certain ways how that's kind of gotten better but other ways that i think the game has gotten a little bit better too is that the game handicaps you from the start in a lot of ways your bike is super slow all your weapons suck because you can't really buy anything good you don't have credits to buy anything with and the guns that you pick up pick up off of people aren't great either like they all they usually all come in like really poor condition and because all all weapons are rated on like a system so i think one is poor two is average i think or something like that it's like on a numerical system and so every every gun that someone drops you know is is in poor condition and it, so you, you're just, it's just not it's just not good and you don't you don't have any you don't own anything at that point because you don't have money so and all of your shots suck because you don't have like any of the 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 ranged skill set like you can put um, points to a skill tree into your ranged and melee and I think survival skill tree and survival stuff like hey crouch to you know be silent like completely silent um, and you don't make sound anymore even if you like you know full speed crouch or whatever um, or hey put plants on your mini map stuff like that so which I actually still don't even know what plants are used for in, in this in this game they don't make that clear at all. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, once you start filling that skill tree out and you start buying weapons and upgrades for your bike and your bike gets faster and you can, it can take more damage and you can run quicker once you find more inject, uh, Nero injectors. Cause once you find like these little, um, injection points from, um, they call them Nero checkpoints. They're like little military outposts that got installed, um, when the outbreak was happening and, so and, and they're all abandoned, and if you find them, you go inside, and uh, you usually have to power the facility on. And once you do that, you are able to obtain this injector and either increase your stamina, health, or focus. And focus is like um, your ability to slow down time as you're taking ranged shots, um, like for, with your weapon. And so I usually I've just actually just pumped everything into stamina just because I want to run like for an absurd amount of time. So uh, and, and that actually, to me, feels like that helps you out more than anything in the game. So once you start filling out your stats, the game gets better. Um, and that's kind of what we were playing into what we were talking about last week with um, difficulty. Because it's really an artificial type of difficulty in Days Gone. Um, especially how it just handicaps you in the beginning like that. Um, and it doesn't make a lot of that stuff super fun. I will say where the game has sort of gotten stale or been stale for a while and hasn't necessarily gotten better is a lot of the missions that you're doing are virtually the same so you're frequently asked to do things for the for the camp like um clear out marauders or hunters or people or rippers or like just different factions of people or or um or zombies or freakers or whatever and it's usually, hey, go clear those guys out. The camps usually look, the enemy camps usually look the same. There's usually a sniper or two. Um, they all have a bunker you have to find at the end after you kill everybody. And, you know, it's all the same dialogue options. And, you know, it's it's a lot, it's real samey. So if you're, like, just 
blasting through it, it's definitely a podcast type game in that regard, um, which is weird to say about a story based game, but I mean, it is what it is. Um, yeah. So wait, so let me ask this: sure. um, how 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 does the game do a job of like? giving you like story uh, bits and like backstory like is that all through like the cutscenes that you get whenever you're getting missions or is that happening organically while you're playing the game that is a fantastic question i'm really glad you asked that so they all right so they do this in a couple ways mostly it's i would say it's a lot of the gta style of storytelling where you'll be sent on a mission and then on the way to that mission you'll get info not only on just the characters but they'll be talking about the mission or themselves or you as you're kind of going there, especially if, like, you're riding with somebody. Like, you're on your bike and you're riding to an, a mission ob- objective. They will – they'll be talking about, like, just, just just various aspects of, you know, the world or themselves or their past or something like that. Um, and that stuff can kind of be entertaining because I don't think the writing in this game is, like, awful. It's not great, but – um, like everybody kind of has the same tenor of like dickishness to them where like like varying degrees of it where it's like somebody will be an asshole to somebody in one scene and then turn around in the next scene and be like, man, I'm I'm real, I'm real sorry about what I said, you know, and then they'll turn around like in the very next scene and then continue to be a dick to that person. It's like they don't they, it's like Sons of Anarchy. If you've ever seen that show, um, it's literally like that. Um but yeah, so that's how they feed a lot of the information to you. One thing that I really like that they do is that occasionally you'll be given these flashback episodes and everything is compartmentalized, like mission st- structure wise. So like you'll be on the, the storyline screen, which is known as like the kind of your main mission, your quest log, as it were. You'll get like this. Is, I like this part. So they'll have like stuff about your past in one storyline and you can follow that or you they'll have something like missions related to the camp in another one and they'll all have like names like flashback or or dealing with my past or um hot springs camp or something like that and do they, that do they have a beach episode and not well uh, <laughs> uh not really but someone does take their clothes off at one instance um at a random time so maybe i don't know they get in water uh (laughs) so maybe um but they a lot of the um story is delivered through the storylines and occasionally you'll get flashback episodes where you'll see deacon's past and you'll actually like get to uh, experience like some of the world as it was before the apocalypse which to be honest doesn't look a lot different like they didn't spend a lot of assets like you know, here's a lot of cars on the road and, like, buildings and things like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's a really good question, but that's a lot of how it's doled out. There's a lot of cutscenes in this game, some of them unnecessary, and there's loading in between each cutscene. So that's kind of annoying. None of I would say most of the time the load scenes are unbearable, but um, but they are there. But, yeah, a lot of it is delivered in between um, job or... Um, Mission cutscenes and things like that. A lot of it is is standard GTA stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But overall, like you know, it 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 has gotten. I will say, I will admit, it's gotten a little bit better. There are some people though who are saying like, "Oh man, this is like 
game of the year. Like, it's so good. It's an underrated, like, no, I don't, I don't think it's like some underrated gem of a game. Like, I don't think, you know, I don't think it's great. I mean, I honestly think it's barely good, but I mean, it's, but I, I will say this. There is a, a, there is a significant improvement in in the game that I, I would be remiss to at to at, at least not acknowledge like it's it, it's not been what I thought it was going to be which I mean it's gotten it's been a little rote and it, it kind of hasn't strayed too far from its formula yet but um but yeah I mean I, I walked into the game again for people who've been listening for a minute like I didn't I didn't expect anything from this game. I expected it to be completely and 100% generic, and I think it is in, the, in a lot of ways. But there's a few moments of like originality and and interesting story beats where I was like, oh, okay, like they actually made me like think for a moment, or like you know, I actually kind of care about like this particular character. Like there's a there's a couple characters now where I'm like, I want to see where they go. They actually made me halfway like Boozer. Like that's that is a feat because I really did not like that character at all. Like I was so ready to be done with his character, but he has he has a minor turn, like it's somewhere in the third camp storyline where some other things happen, and he he has a very good and appealing character development to him. When I'm like, okay, I'm kind of behind him now i'm kind of behind this character all right i like stuff like that yeah 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 and it was like i was like huh i wonder if they made him if they made him like that on purpose in the beginning i really couldn't tell if, if they just the developers just thought like you know oh we're just gonna make him this super cool and like this awesome badass who doesn't need help from anybody oh yeah and like <laughs> Like they just high five each other as they just pound four loco or something. Like I, I don't I don't know. Like wow. Just wow. Seems like, <laughs> I know that was really specific. Um I haven't had those experiences at all. Um so yeah, like I, I don't know. It's it's for for them for me to be able to say that about that character, um, and for me to say that like it's it's gone at times a little beyond what my initial impression was going to be of the game. I think that's a pretty high compliment from me. Um, so. so let me let me ask this next. So mm-hmm. shout out to C said, you know, he um he streams with us on the Facebook page. But the other day he, he asked me a question. He was like, So Chris, you don't play games for fun anymore. And I was like, yo, like I felt attacked for a second. I was like, yeah. No, it's not that I'm not I'm not playing for fun. It's more or less that have to play with a purpose now so like it's it's still like a hobby for me it's still stuff is i'm still doing something that i love it's just that since i i have other jobs i have other hobbies i can't really like waste time with a game that i'm not liking so with that i sort of want to spin it over to like your experience with days gone like are you having fun or is this part of like the whole podcast thing where you're sort of like trudging along trying to see where it goes it's honestly i i would say it was like like if you weren't doing the podcast would you have uh, like kept playing would you keep playing the game so i would say that before this week it was like 95 percent the podcast like i i picked it up primarily because 
I wanted to talk to talk about it on here. Um, and it almost scared me away when I heard how long it was and everything like that. Almost. And those first couple weeks with it, I was definitely this is solely a podcast game. Solely. Um but in this last week, in, in between the time that um the, the time between last episode and this one, the time that I spent with it, I would say like that number has decreased uh a bit. Like I would say I would say maybe like sixty to seventy percent like of me actually or for like a podcast game. I everything else I'd say like maybe thirty percent of me actually liking the game. Like genuinely. Um which is big. Like I mostly did not like the game all that much, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um like, you know, like I said, five percent. <laughs> like five percent of me actually liking the game. Like I think I I think last time I think the only things to that I thought were good were, were like the graphics, which have remained stunning um throughout. Like I think it was the graphics and like the bite controls were kind of cool. Like it was kind of okay. Like the weather effects were nice. Like I think that was about it. Everything else I was like, no, I I don't like this the game very much. But now it's like, no, I am the gameplay is okay. It's getting to be okay. Um, not great, but fine. And then some of the story beats were like genuinely surprising at points. You know, I feel like everything I'm saying is kind of coming with caveats, but but I mean that's kind of how I feel. You know. Um, mm-hmm. But it's but I I am going to I mean I, at this point I'm so far into it now I think I am going to just finish it but I think I'll I think the majority of it again I think sixty to seventy percent is me kind of um looking at it on an academic level yeah yeah so I think that's where I'm at on it yeah that's I mean that's that's, that's interesting because like I I feel like I was the one that was excited for this game yeah for sure and completely like it, it was a number of things for me that yeah. uh, sort of like dropped me off of it yeah um I don't know like after going through what we did we went through with Anthem yeah. and then you know sort of like my workload sort of like going up I I just I I don't think I could have mentally handled playing this game yeah I I would definitely say that it is. It's not Anthem, which I think I've said that before. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely it, not Anthem. Yeah, no, it's not. I, I am actually – there are points I am actually enjoying Days Gone where in a way that I was not enjoying Anthem, I don't think really almost ever. And so it is not that game, and, and, and I would hesitate – that being said, I would hesitate on saying like, hey, Chris, yeah, you should go back and like check this game out. I, no. I think I – think, <laughs> It's a no for me. Yeah, I, I think – under any sort of if i had to if i had to give you a circumstance like gun to my head for sure i had to like you know dude what would you do i would say 20 bucks and you are super fucking bored like like 20 30 bucks i would even say maybe go so high as 30 because i do think the production values in the game are like i haven't run into many bugs like i i hear people running into like all sorts of game breaking bugs and glitches um I have not ran into almost anything like the entire, and I, I, like I said, I've put like over north of 20 hours in this thing, probably more, and I haven't run into anything. So production wise, like, I think it's worth that. Um, it's a gorgeous game. If you got 4K at HDR, I think this is a fantastic showpiece. Um, the lighting engine is, is stunning. And when it rains or snows, like it's, it truly is like I would say breathtaking. Like it is really a well-made game in that regard. 
Um, so yeah, 20, 30 bucks. Um, and if you have nothing else to play and you're dying for like a single player experience, just something to like kind of sit back. It really is like kind of a podcast game, to be honest. Like, which, again, which is weird for a story game, but that's how I feel. So I mean, I don't think it's the worst. You could do worse than this game. Um, it's not Sony's strongest output, but uh, you could do worse. So yeah. Well, we'll continue checking in on that as I as I work my way towards completion on this game. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Other than that, that about wraps it up for me. Unless you had anything else you wanted to ask or. Mm, nah, nah, not really. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Till next time, then. All yeah. right, Chris, what have you been playing, man? Man, so this week, um, before I actually jump into the games, I want to do a, a quick shout out to should I watch that? Mm-hmm. No, pull a quick segment from that. What should, what I've been watching, mm-hmm. and first and foremost, if you haven't watched our Avengers Endgame episode, definitely check that out. It's a yeah. great episode. Looks like a lot of people are. Yeah, definitely. But. Um, I checked out Detective Pikachu. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, because um, I don't think I talked about it last week, did no, I? You hadn't yeah. seen it yet. Yeah. So, um, Detective Pikachu is a, a is a good step in the right direction when you're looking at like yeah uh, movies based on video games. You know that type of genre um, sort of has like a, a stigma of like, oh, if it's based on a video game, it's probably gonna suck, but I feel like this is a really good, it's an easy watch, nothing too crazy. Um, and it, I mean, if, if you have kids or if you are like a Gen 1-er or if you just like Pokemon in general, it's a, it's a nice, it's a nice movie to just sit back and watch. So I definitely, definitely enjoyed it. I think you've seen it too, right? Yeah. I talked about it, I think a couple weeks ago and yeah. uh, that's, that's kind of what I feel like it's, it's perfectly fine. It's a completely inoffensive film. And I promise that is not like a backhanded compliment. Like I really do think that it was better than what it should have been and what I was expecting, which was a complete disaster. Um, just because like video game movies have just traditionally never been good Mm -hmm. on any, on any level. So like the fact that this came out and was perfectly adequate is like, Good. That's a big victory for me. It's like, a it's a breath of fresh air. Honestly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Like the, I would I would take my kid to it and be like happy that I did. I'll I'll say this though. There's one scene with Lickitung that just like it's so, sort of like very disturbing. Like to that point, I was like, all right, it's cool. It's like a world where like Pokemon are living with the humans. Like it's it's live action. Like it's sort of like. At that point in the in the movie, you're like, okay, like this is a thing, but that Lickitung scene was just it, it sort of came out of nowhere. Yeah, it's it's disturbing. It's very bizarre. Yeah, yeah. But besides, you know, besides that one thing, um, that's a definitely like thumbs up. So you know, catch it matinee, catch it. You know, I think AMC's they're still doing the five dollar Tuesdays. Yeah, uh, it's about to be six dollars now or seven or something. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it really is. Like, they announced oh, it last week. Oh, man. <laughs> but, uh, dang, that sucks. Yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah, uh, I definitely wanted to shout that out. Um, and then also, update, Sonic got pushed back. Yeah. So, I mean, that's good. They they needed time. <laughs> <laughs> they needed, they definitely, all right, so they needed time to fix it, but I just hope that. But also the the world is spared for another few months. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the world is spared, but like I feel like, hopefully, 
the the fixes help them out because I still don't think like the the writing of the movie is going to be any better. Right, I I think you're absolutely right, and and it's baffling to me that so many people are like, you know, oh my god, Sonic's going to fix. Like Sonic's just probably going to look different. I don't know. I'm going to hesitate to even say better. I'm just going to say different, and like that's it. Like you just said, like I think you pretty much nailed it. Like they're not going to be able to fix the inherent issues with that movie unless they just reshoot the whole thing. Um, and that's going to be the writing, the acting, the story, things like that, like things that actually matter. At the end of the day, people are not going to go see the movie because Sonic looks cool. I mean, they may see it because he looks better, but like, I mean, it's not going to have legs like at the box office because Sonic looks good. It's just. It's not like it's gotta it's gotta be a good movie first and foremost. Yeah. So, so uh, I don't know. That's another developing story. We'll see what <laughs> we'll see what yeah. happens with that. Check back like, in 2020. Yeah. But um, moving on to the games, um, I guess last week question mark Dauntless you know went um, system wide it got it got put onto consoles so PlayStation 4 Xbox it's been on PC for a while. And it's they they launched on the consoles with cross platform. Mm-hmm. So with that came with a whole bunch of problems. So to sort of step back a little bit, uh, Dauntless in a nutshell is honestly a it's like Monster Hunter Light. And like mm-hmm. I'm not and I'm not saying that in like right you know disrespect or anything, but like that's sort of what it is. It's a it's a Monster Hunter clone. You're not wrong. And it's um I, I say like it has the right foundations for it to be a good game, especially with it being free to play. Um I sort of look at what happened with Warframe when that first launched. Mm-hmm. Warframe had like the right uh fundamentals, but just it just wasn't really executed right. Or at least I guess they didn't have like the just over time they, they invested more, they updated the game, they added more to the game, and Warframe right now it still stands up to be like a really good game. Like you could download it and it's a full fledged game. Like the whole free to the whole free to play model. At, like if you asked me five years ago what did I think about free to play, I'd laugh and say, "Oh, you know, it's not. Is that really a game?" But now we're coming to the point where these games are being released and they're they're actually you know I'm not gonna say full fledged because that's mm-hmm. still like. I don't know, still up in the air if you wanted to, to dispute that. But mm-hmm. you're getting more of a game than you did, you know, five to ten years ago when you think free to play. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it is a to me a complete. It's a complete package. Um, I haven't played enough. You and I haven't played together yet, but I haven't played enough of it to where like the microtransactions are of the primary focus. Um, I do hear that it kind of gets worse, like in 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 game. But which I mean I would expect, but I just don't know how egregious it is yet. Um, but but how was your time with the game, and how far are you? Oof. So okay, so um, we oh, I think last I guess like according to this episode being released um, this past Tuesday, we uh, me James and said we got on stream for a little bit. We it took us a while to actually link up it was really weird um they, the game since it's cross-platform it shares your playstation friends It'll, it's also published by epic so you get you know play with your epic friends 
but for some reason, my PlayStation friends weren't really showing up on my list mm. of friends to play with. Okay. So, so it sort of took us a minute to figure out that we could send party invites through the actual party system in PlayStation, and that's how we're able to link up together. Mm. But yeah, so once once that happened, once we linked up, the hub world that we're in, we weren't technically together. But once we got loaded into like the first hunt, um, you know, we saw each other, and then afterwards we were all like put into the same uh, hub world. Hmm. So um, I don't know. I feel like it. Like I said before, it is a it's a nice foundation of like a monster hunting game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have different weapons. You have your axe, great axe. No, you have your sword, a great axe. You have a lance, a hammer. And just found out that there's guns. So there's a gun, but you, you sort of have to do something a little different to unlock that. But um, me and the guys, we played for maybe about an hour and a half, two hours, and mm-hmm. got through a couple of hunts, okay. upgraded upgraded our gear a little bit. So, like, you know, the, the gameplay loop, you know, it has us on the hamster wheel now of, hey, we have to hunt this monster a certain amount of time so we can get enough parts so that we could get gear sets, get weapons, um, the monsters have, you know, weaknesses and strengths. So, like, if you're going against a monster that's, like, heat-based, if you use, um, I think, like, the, I think they're weak against cold. Okay. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah I don't I don't know the system yet. Yeah. But, like, it, like a- enemies have, you know, weaknesses and strengths. So you could choose your weapons based on that. Also, with your armor, you could choose to wear certain armors so that you could take less damage. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's 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 a foundation there, and I'm liking yeah. that. They 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 did take some of the Monster Hunter stuff too, of like you know uh, animal parts breaking off, yeah. um, which is nice. Like that's kind of a cool mechanic that I like in the original, like in Monster Hunter, uh, that they brought back here. And I also do like the art style. Like it is, um, not only is it, what I said, it's I, I had to. I had to keep fighting with Cedric on the stream. I was like, yo, we're not playing Fortnite. Stop it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it definitely has that sort of art style to it. And I do like that um, it controls differently than Monster Hunter. Um, Mo- Monster Hunter is very deliberate, which I appreciate. I, I don't want to make it seem like I don't like the Monster Hunter control scheme, because I, I do. But I do think that it's alienating to a lot of different people, and I feel like Dauntless is a little more easy to kind of pick up and play. It's definitely more, like, it's an arcade game. Exactly. It's way snappier. So I did notice that, like, off the bat. Yeah, so... And then, like, with all of the weapons, all the weapons have, like, their pros and cons. So, like, yeah. you could really, you could really, you know, choose a weapon based on your favorite playstyle and just run with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, all in all, like, I... I enjoyed my time. I I know what I'm getting myself into, so mm-hmm. I know that it's you know it's definitely one of those games. It's a work in progress. You know they have their season, not season, yeah, but they have like their season pass stuff set up. So like whenever you're doing a mission, it's like, hey, this is what you earned, but you could have earned more if you had the season pass. I'm like, right. come on, dude, why why throw that sh- why why throw that shit in my face? <laughs> like you you're taunting me with like extra loot where you're like, oh. See, I can't give you that loot because you don't have the hunting pass. So, you know, sucks to suck. Right. But I don't know. I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna put in some more time. See, see whether or not I really wanna invest in like the hunting pass. Yeah. But but the thing about that though is that like you know when you play Fortnite, when you play all these other free to play games, like their their season passes are like ten bucks. 
Dauntless, oh, yeah. I think Dauntless is uh, 100, 100 passes like 20 or something like that. Mm. Yeah. And, I mean, do we know – like yet what all that is going to entail because so is it is the pc the pc version is ahead right or no 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 no, no, no. It's the it's same every, thing, right? yeah it's all the same thing because oh, okay. yeah it's cross-platform so everything's synced so at this point they're in their fifth season fifth season okay yeah. i know diablo when it came to switch i want to say it started behind and then they caught up like i think they started the seasons like not on the same level, and then eventually they just they they fast forward. They hit. They did that with something. I want to say it was Diablo, but that happened with another game that was released on like a console that um maybe it was Switch. But yeah, I was just I, no, I do yeah, like that. I, I think so because I think Diablo compared to like the PC to consoles, they mm-hmm. like they were on different seasons. But I think like you said, once the Switch came out, they synced everything together. Right. Right. So I, I do like that with Dauntless they're they're kind of having everybody start on the same playing field and that's that feels nice. Yeah, we'll we'll have to get some some games in and, yeah. and check it out. And and like the I I'm playing on a base PS4. Um Same. So the hub world, like when I first started playing it on the on console, I was like, yo Ooh. I was like, Oh man, like yeah. I I'm not gonna like this. Yeah. It's, it's it's really bad. And like that's what put me off on playing on the PC. Because I, I I got into like the closed beta and I was like, all right, cool, free to play Monster Hunter. I'm you know I'm hype. Mm-hmm. And this was back when I didn't have my PlayStation. So mm-hmm. here you know after getting off of like the hundreds of hours of playing Monster Hunter and then mm-hmm. hearing that I could play something similar to it on PC, I was excited. Once uh you know I fought my ways onto the servers because that was an issue for that as well. Um, it just didn't run well, and I was I. Uh, talked to some friends who had you know really good rigs and it ran crap for them too so um yeah i definitely dropped the game then and then when i picked it up here uh just like when you play the game the hub world it's gonna be a little janky but once you actually get into the hunt uh and when and when i say the hunt like this is when you're actually like in a and like no it's like a like a open world but like an arena where you get to hunt down a monster and fight them Mm-hmm. Um, that's when it starts running better. You know, it's like, I, I didn't really think about the game running badly once I was like fighting a monster. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I do want to see the scale of some of the monsters because I, I haven't played enough to, to really see it. Like, is it going to make me, and this may be a rhetorical question, but like, am I going to be as in awe as, of like seeing a Rathalos from Monster Hunter or something like that. Like oh, yeah. So, so yes, yeah. so like you said, you've only played maybe like a... Like a couple a, hunts. Yeah, a couple hunts. Like, the first couple of monsters are pretty small. Um, they... After you get through, like, a lot of the introduction missions, they'll open up more uh, monsters to hunt. And some of those monsters actually get pretty big. And what I liked was, like, early on, there's a monster that has, like, a mechanic to it. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, um you know, it, it it stopped it from being, hey, let's just slap this monster in the face with a, a sword or a hammer for, you know, a couple minutes just to kill it. Mm-hmm. You actually had to think and, like, you know, change it up a little bit. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. Excellent. And then um, just looking up some, like, quick, like, news on Dauntless, it turns out that they um, they have 6 million players after a week of their official launch, so... Sounds pretty good. Sounds like, you know, they have something going. 
Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. People are at least trying out the game. Of course, like we said, when the game launched, uh, there was a queue time of like, I think you said you waited for like, what, 30 minutes or something? Man, so my experience with Dauntless queues have been like, so when it launched initially, I couldn't even get in for the past, for the next few days when it launched. Um, I would get like queue times of 180 minutes, and then I definitely wasn't waiting on that. Um, and then I think maybe the third or fourth day that it was released, so sometime like over the Memorial Day weekend, I was able to get in randomly. It told me like 20 minutes at first, and then all of a sudden it started going down like after two minutes, like all the way down to like you know five minutes or something. And I was like, okay, cool. And it finally let me in. I now I don't really have to wait to get in which is nice. Yeah, and, like, that's what happened to us last night, because I was, and, like, we we planned to stream Dauntless during the launch week, but I knew that there were going to be issues of, like, server times or wait times, so I was like, hey, we're going to play Dauntless tonight, but if something like that happens, let's have a backup game. So, with that, you know, last week we played Overwatch. Uh, this week, I think our backup game was something else, but we're all able to like jump in and start playing the game. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And quick and, and another quick shout out to whoever designs like the hair in the game. Oh yeah. Like the customization. I'll I'll give it some. I was I was texting good. you like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like they actually have a couple of hairstyles that are like legitimately black hairstyles and you never get that ever. Yeah. So super pleased about that. Yeah, so all in all Dauntless, I'm giving it a thumbs up. Give it a try. Give it it's it's free to play. So like you're not losing out really playing yeah. this. And if you wanted to sort of see what the hype is, if you if you wanted to I wanna say try out Monster Hunter, but like if you wanted to see what the hype is with just that genre of game, mm-hmm. uh it's it's a good entry point. Because yeah. like I will I will say this, because I hate saying it, but playing this sort of makes you want to play Monster Hunter World again. Mm. Mm. Do you and, again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, so I own. I picked it up last time it was on sale. Okay. Um, but I'm definitely. I think I'm gonna wait for the new expansion to drop in September. Oh, okay. Yeah. That that might be smart. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so Dauntless, thumbs up. Give it a try. Watch our stream if you want to just see what it sort of looks like. And quick tidbit about the stream. I went an hour into the stream and then realized that I was muted the whole time. So mm. if it's so if it seems a little weird, that's probably what it is. Um, shout out to the people that showed up on the stream because some of these streams that we've done uh, lately, they've been more you know laid back. Well, I mean, it's always laid back, but it's been more like uh, like smaller games, like smaller crowds. So I'm, I'm mad that you went a whole hour. And no one noticed or didn't care, or just was like, yeah, it was really weird because we even we even had someone to donate stars and shout out to Tiana. Uh, she oh, donated nice. us some stars, and like I was like, yo, thank you for the stars. Like I was like saying stuff, and you know, while I'm like streaming, I'll also type into the chat. So I, of course, I thanked thanked her on her on the on the chat. But then mm-hmm. I was like, it's weird that some of the things I'm saying, normally people will like reply back in the chat, right? But nothing was happening that night. Mm. But, you know, it's all lessons learned, honestly. Mm-hmm. Stuff that, you know, I'll make sure that I'll check on, like, my, you know, pre-stream, you know, checklist. But um, definitely check that out. Yeah, so sure. to close this out, um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up my experience with Katana Zero on the Switch. Excellent. 
Yeah, so Katana Zero, uh, if you haven't heard me talk about it before, it is a single-player side-scroller on the Nintendo Switch. I, I, is it right now just on the Switch? I think it's only on the Switch right now. Okay, so yeah, so it's just on the Switch, and I think, I think it's also on the PC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Switch and PC, it's it's pretty much like a side-scrolling Hotline Miami-esque game where, uh, you know, you die in one hit, but you kill people in one hit, mm-hmm. and you're really trying to get, you know, through a level. Um, and you're, you're a guy with a katana. Like, he um, takes these... He takes a drug called Kronos that pretty much gives him precognition. So every time you play a level, um, it's sort of set up as if you're watching, like, footage of, like, the... Like, a CC camera. Mm-hmm. So, you know, while you're playing the level, you get shot and you have to start over. The character's like, no, you know, this won't work. So, like, you rewind back and you retry the level. And once you actually get through the level, you actually see the CC footage of, like, that run that you did to make mm-hmm. it through it. And then you move on. So, so cool. It's, yeah, it's a really nice touch. Um, the soundtrack is amazing. Mm-hmm. Really good music. And what I like is, like, before your, the, the character uh, starts the level, he'll you'll you'll visually see him put on like headphones yeah. and like start the music on like a cassette tape and like like that's when the music starts playing. So he's listening to the music while he's killing everybody. So good. But God, this game is like so up my alley aesthetically, like it's ridiculous. Yeah, and it's um it's really cheap. I think it's. Fifteen dollars on on Switch, uh, fifteen on Steam, and you could honestly get a good. Ah oh, man, I'd say I maybe played this game for maybe four or five hours, and you could get all the way through it. Um, I sort of want to go back and replay it because it gives you the option of when you're in cutscenes, uh, you have dialogue choices, and if you're the type of person that mashes through you know, cutscenes, like, the game will react to that. So, like, you'll actively, like, cut people off and they'll say something about that. Mm -hmm. So, like, it sort of trains you to let them, you know, let whoever's talking say what they need to say and then you choose what you need to say. And then um, there are certain parts where you can sort of speed the dialogue along because it sort of, like, loops itself sometimes. So you sort of speed it along by like then intentionally cutting people off, but like it's 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 something that you really like. I don't want to spoil too much, but it's something that once you come across it in the game, you're like, okay, this is what he was talking about, and it's actually really cool. Because mm-hmm. like oh, at yeah. least because at least for me, I'm the type of person like if I'm not like engrossed in like the story, like I'll definitely just mash A on everything. I don't really care about the story. But yeah. this game got me to care about the story, care about what the characters are saying, care about what my character himself, he's saying to people. And um like they sort of left the game at like a sort of like a cliffhanger where I sort of want to go through and do more in the game to see if it unlocks more, because I think it does. Oh, I was just about to ask you, like, you know, you're talking a lot about, like, decisions and choices that you get to make as the player. Like, does that affect the end game in any way? Um, Without spoiling. No, no, yeah. So I I don't think it necessarily changes the ending or anything. Okay. Um, And, like, just sort of, like, how the story's presented to you. Like the, because uh, like the the story is presented through your main characters, like his viewpoint, but you 
realized because of his, you know, uh, drug usage of using Kronos, he's not really a reliable storyteller. Mm, so, got his, it. so his point of view really isn't like you really can't right. take what he says for granted. Right. That really yeah. is like Hotline Miami. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I don't know. I definitely like it's I, even though I play through the game and it sort of like goes to what we're talking about before the show where we're talking about like your value. Like, how do you value like the game that you're playing? Like right. the, like, you know, the, like money wise, like right. Right. the amount of money that you put into a game, like where's the value in that? And like the value that I got out of like this fifteen hour game that no fifteen dollar game that I pumped in, you know maybe four or five hours. Like I feel that I'm gonna play put more hours into this game and I'm gonna do more with it. So I definitely feel like this purchase was justified. It was really good, and I and it's something I can recommend to other people. Good. Oh, dude. I like I said, you know, before I, every single time you talk about this game, like I, I I'm upset at myself for not owning it yet. Like this seems so. This is probably like the single most thing I think you've you've ever recommended. Like in the entire time that we've been <laughs> we've been friends, like I, this is like the the coolest thing. I don't say you always present cool things. Like don't don't take that the wrong way. But like this is, seems like so up my alley that like you're surprised that you haven't like, you didn't put me on this yeah so exactly yeah, exactly yeah. i'm just and, I'm and, shocked yeah and 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 that's and that's what i like about what we do is that you know for a while like i i was at the type of game where i'm like yo give me my loot shooter give me my like summer black blockbuster like movie type of video game like uncharted and i'm set but now like i've sort of like expanded my horizons like i'm more excited to play indie games than i am like other games like after getting through this i think i'm gonna go ahead and finish night in the woods um and i think there's some like some other indie games i want to check out but you know i want to thank you man i want to thank you for like sort of opening my eyes to some of these uh indie games oh well shit man of course i i think indie, <laughs> indie games are are where it's at i mean obviously i think you have <laughs> you have plenty fine taste too you know i i don't know if i deserve you know credit like that but you know i i do think it's important that we present like you know the smaller games that don't get a lot of attention you know yeah. in, the, in the mainstream press and and things like that. i think katana zero is the perfect example of that yeah it's it's definitely a game that it's so it's it, it's the type of game that will leave an impression on you that if you're having a conversation about something else, it might trigger like a memory of the game. So like for me, like whenever I talk about like episodic games, I always get a tri like a memory trigger of me playing Asher's Wrath on the Xbox 360. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like I feel like this game sort of goes in line of like whenever I think about side scroller like beat 'em up, sort of like how like Hotline Miami is. But, like, since my Hotline Miami is more isometric where you're looking down, this one is more of a side-scroller. It sort of, like, puts both of those worlds together. Right, right. Oh, absolutely. Man, love it. Love it. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's pretty much what I've been playing this past week. Um, you know, like I say every week, let us know what you guys think. I'm going to start doing the posts. Like, I've been stacking on the Facebook page with, like, the what you've been playing posts. I'm going to get back on that because I honestly want to know what you guys have been playing. Like, you know, let's talk about it in the comments. Um, bring your friends in to talk about it, too. Like, this is, you know, this is a community that we're trying to build. 
And uh, with that, I guess we can go ahead and start heading into the news this week. Let's do it. Yeah, we've got some good stuff this week. Nice, some really good stuff. So this week, let's go ahead and start off with, I feel like it's going to be the the biggest news yeah. for a lot of people, mm-hmm. which is the Pokemon news. I'm kidding. Go ahead. Let's <laughs> let's talk about the Pokemon Go Plus Plus. I'm kidding. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about Death Stranding, and I'll pass it on to you, Rodden. What do you What did you think about this Death Stranding? Oh boy, I I was genuinely hoping you were just going to take the reins on this one because I don't know what the hell to say. Um. Okay. So Death Stranding. This. Okay. So a couple of days ago, I would say. Kojima Productions released like a teaser on Twitter. They were like, you know, oh hey, um, actually I think it was just like a continually a continuing looping video on Twitter or Twitch or something, with just like handprints, something like that. And people were like, ooh, what's going on? All right. And then I think they said like, hey, tune in like, you know, May 29th at like whatever a.m. and you know we've got something special for you. So everybody was hyped. So that time rolls around. Turns out it is the release date trailer for Death Stranding. And sure enough, we don't only get the release date for it, but we get like legitimate gameplay footage, what I believe to be gameplay footage. Um, not even like super, um, you know, doctored up footage, but like something that genuinely looks like something that will play on a pro or something like that. And, um, I've got to say, it is very confusing. <laughs> it's a very confusing piece of footage. And I've and I've always been confused about this game. Like it, they and it's it makes sense because like it's a new IP. You don't really know what new IPs are about. But like this game is, it's still full of mystery, even though we got a nine minute trailer for it. Yeah. So that's the thing is that it is that okay. So yes, it is nine. It is like a nine-minute trailer. I would say maybe six and a half minutes, seven, six and a half to seven minutes of like just pure game footage, and then you gotta get some extra stuff towards the end. And then there's like twenty seconds of like, hey, pre-order this game. So it is. If you, I mean, it's got like two, three million views at this point. So if you have not seen it, it is basically a lot of footage that we've seen before or at least like bits and pieces so we've seen like norman reedus um with his little robot thing companion i don't even know if it's sentient or not um but his little machine who which i assume it 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 kind of takes him from one plane of existence to another maybe sort of looks like yeah so before we actually get into like just the thick of what this what is in the the trailer itself i want to highlight some of the stuff that was released like on the playstation blog they actually released like little snippets of um what the the game actually contains so just real quick I want to say uh, just the, the blurb on, on the plot is after the collapse of civilization, Sam Bridges must journey across the ravaged landscape, crawling with otherworldly threats to save mankind from the brink of extinction. So that's kind of like the overall synopsis, which, I mean, we sort of get that. So we can kind of glean that the story is the Norman Reedus character, the Norman Reedus character going through, I guess, aiding the president, ex-president of the United the, States. The president of jack shit. 
right right verbatim um so america is a wasteland much like today and we (laughs) and we see like i guess you're supposed to uh there are these otherworldly beings who i suppose are inhabiting the planet the country specifically and we have and we have we're tasked with eliminating them to some degree i'm not quite sure how that's done yet maybe i missed something um but another piece of of uh of of tidbit here is arm yourself and take aim at a variety of objectives in your mission to reunite a broken nation while balancing under the weight of your cargo as you travel protect your supplies from wild bandits and stay safe from the terrified beached things or face uh, failing those who depend on you. So what's important about that bit is that we actually do see all of that. Like in the trailer, we see shots of like um, you, the player, kind of navigating the world. It's like really desolate. It's very like um, very green, like very, very um, – Oh my God! I don't want to say naturey. What kind of word is that? It's very like you're you're out in the wilderness, kind of, and you have like a ladder you can kind of take out. And I'm not sure if you're building it. Are you building it? It looks kind of like Minecraft style, maybe. Wait, well, no, it sort of looks like it's um, it's a part of your inventory or something. It's part, right? it's part of your inventory, and I feel like the item itself it reacts to what you're trying to interact it with because he sort of like pulled out a ladder. And it sort of auto-adjusted to pretty much take him to where he needed to go. Right, right. So, yeah, that is actually a pretty cool uh, mechanic. You're also faced with some uh, combat challenges, um, and whether that's CQC – or I'm sorry, hand-to-hand combat – or uh, that was a little Metal Gear. I was gonna say, I was, I was gonna say no. You said it right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we see. I'm not sure how in depth it is, but we see some of that. We see some third person shooting. So it does look like okay, yeah, this is from the guy who did Metal Gear. Um, so we we get a good bit of that. There is a section I thought was really interesting here, and it's something I read first without seeing the context in the trailer, but it is section where it says there is no traditional game over state in death stranding lose your life during combat and you'll find yourself in an upside down realm searching for a way back to the living choose your combat methods carefully as killing your foe is almost never the solution and every death carries consequence so we do see a little bit of that in the trailer with norman reedus kind of going into some black goo i'm assuming that is a death state of some sort and uh, he kind of like it's just a first person view of like kind of navigating through this hellscape. It looks like a battlefield, like a war, like a World War World War Two battlefield or something like that. Yeah, I definitely got like a gist of uh, like there was like a tank, and I was like, wait, is this like battlefield? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So some sort of alternate reality where things aren't quite right i didn't get anything like it's, the, it's upside down right yeah yeah which they actually yeah they literally say that yeah good 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 catch there um and so also interesting fact they i mean this is kind of obvious but they do every single cut in the game is denoted by like a blinking eye uh, which i thought was interesting and i'm not sure if that's meant if that has narrative significance or if that's like the entire game is like that I, I don't know if that's just a stylistic choice for the trailer or what, but that's interesting. It's almost like it takes place from the perspective of like this baby 
Um, and there's also an assist mechanic where uh, the last little tidbit I'll say here, it says, help other travelers without ever crossing paths via asynchronous online gameplay. Send supplies, share safe houses, and walk in the footsteps of fellow couriers to reunite civilization. Some of that kind of sounds Dark Souls-esque. So, yeah, that's what I got out of that. Yeah, I don't know if we saw that from the trailer, right? Really? Mm. I don't recall. I don't, I don't really think so. Yeah. But just hearing, just just reading the kind of the, the tidbit about it, um, sounds like Dark Souls, which is cool. Never, never a bad thing, and um, that should be that should prove interesting, I think, for Kojima. I don't believe. I think we did sort of have some of that asynchronous multiplayer in um, Metal Gear Solid Five, the Phantom Pain, um, with the base stuff, the mother base stuff. Yeah. Um, but nothing like this, I don't think. So this should be cool. And the last, like, little bit in this trailer I felt was really interesting. It was very meta. It was, like, the last minute or so where Mads Mikkelsen is like, hey, like, all will be revealed soon. Um, it, you know, it, the world will be open to you. It's like he's – it's it's literally – it's not subtle at all. It's literally Kojima talking directly to us, um, the, the consumer, saying, like, hey, don't worry. You're in for a ride. You know, I've got you this is going to be fun. Like, yeah. So I appreciated that. It it looks batshit crazy though. Honestly, like this whole game looks insane and I'm very here for it. What about you, Chris? You've been kind of quiet. I've all right. So here's the thing about this stranding is that, I mean, granted with this trailer, we have more information, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. Like the, like there, there was so much hype for this game while, where I'll like sit down and watch the trailer and I'm like, guys, what the fuck are we watching? What is this? Yeah. But and like I sort of still get that sense now, but now that the narrative is being a little more a little bit more directed in these trailers, like we're getting more of it. And then, you know, the synopsis that you just dropped, we have that too. But I feel like it's gonna be one of those games that I won't really be hyped for and and I feel like that's good. I won't be hyped for it until it comes out. Because mm. like the general consensus for like just the fans and like just people I've talked to or things I've seen online, people were excited about this game, which is great. But I don't know, like, are we in for another Metal Gear ride, where most of this is going to be through cutscenes? I mean, I would say yeah. I mean, it's a it's a Kojima joint, so. So yeah, probably. Um, and I mean, I don't think that he got all those major Hollywood actors like for for nothing. <laughs> so I would hes- I, I would not hesitate to say that. Yeah, it, it's so so like my point to ask that is like I'm am or am I expecting a you know like a sort of situation where days gone where it's like forty fifty hours of gameplay. Or am I expecting something like more along the lines of like ten fifteen, with sixty percent of that being actual cutscenes? I would probably say the latter. Yeah, yeah. So, which which is fine. Which, like I which, mean, which you know. you know, like I've played through the Metal Gear games, so yeah. Like I'm I'm sort of used to it with his type of games. Yeah. Um, but I I don't know. Like like the whole thing is just a question mark to me. Like right. I I want to be excited for this, and like I. I know that the game is going to be good, but I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Hey, how about this? I'm not sold on it yet. 
I think that's what it is. Mm. Like I'm, yeah. I'm in, I'm, in, I, you know, I'm intrigued. Like I want to see where it goes, but I'm just not, I'm, I'm just not sold. I don't know. Like is it because of the mystery, it's like too much, or see, and and I can't really pinpoint it. Like it's just not something that I'm, I'm extremely hyped for or anything like that. Like I, like I'm all, I'm here for the ride. I'm here to like to see where it goes, <laughs> but I just, I don't know. I don't know if it's because of like the mystery of the story or like the whole fanfare that is getting online, but I, I don't know. I just sort of want to like just sit back and see where it goes. Like I'm not. That's pretty I feel cool. Like, I, yeah, I feel like I'm the I'm the minority in this because most people that I've seen talk about this game, they're extremely excited about it. So, hey guys, like keep keep that same energy when the game comes out. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I am excited for it, mostly because I'm a Kojima fan. I mean, he's re- completely ridiculous with his storytelling. But, like, I appreciate that, though. Like, there's nobody in the industry doing what Kojima's doing right now. And there are a lot of people say, like, oh, Kojima's not a good storyteller. And, like, you know, and, and honestly, I don't, I, I wouldn't even, like, I, that's not really something I'm going to argue for or against. Um but I don't what I don't think is arguable is that he really goes for it. Like he really Oh yeah, he puts in so much like effort and detail into his you know, his his uh products, like his his games. I was on the same movie for a second. I had to catch myself. It, no, uh, shit. I mean that's the thing, right? It's like yeah. that's that's what he's going for. Like, and and like I really respect respected what he did with like the OG Metal Gear Solid, like how that game, a PS one game felt so so cinematic like no one was doing stuff like that back then like nothing nothing had like the spectacle that metal gear solid had on the playstation one right oh absolutely so so for you know for him to like keep doing what he's been doing over the years and now with this game i feel like it's really like a love letter to all of that because like you said he has all of these actors in it he has some direct. He has a director in it. Like he has like a lot of. He has a lot of pull in Hollywood. Like it's yes. nuts. Yeah, it is kind of nuts. I'm like, how do you have all of this? <laughs> like how? But, but 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 I think what it is is that he respects cinema so much. Yeah. And sure. he he puts so much of it into his craft. I think that's what gets people. You know, it's it's that common ground. Like I I, I was explaining to um, some students that. You know, you, you can always you can look at people, but you really don't know where their story is until you sort of try and find similarities. And when you find those similarities, it will honestly surprise you how similar we are to a lot of people. For sure. For sure. And, and and in that in addition to that, I think what is also hyping people up is that, you know, this is Kojima completely unchained from from mm-hmm. not just Konami, but but Metal Gear, like he's completely just like he doesn't have to do. He, look, he has done only Metal Gear for so long, for so long. Like he was doing, he did the PT demo. Um, he directed that like in what 2014. Oh my God, that was five yeah. years ago. Nuts. Um, so he did he did that and. And he was, they started work on it, but other than that, like, that's it. He's been doing Metal Gear very consistently, and he's had, like, I think Police Knots um, in 94, and that's it. 
Police Knots and PT, those are the games that he directed. And other than that, it's been straight Metal Gear for 30 years. Wait, didn't he do Zone of Enders? Um, I don't know if he did that. That might be something to look up. Because um, I, I don't know. Wikipedia is saying that he did not. But, you know, oh, okay. Um, but he 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 was involved with Zone of the Enders in some capacity. You're right about that. I just don't know. I I, just, I don't think he that he directed that though. Um, but um, but I mean he's been. Well, my point is that he's basically been doing so much of that. Oh, he's a designer, so. Okay. Yeah. Um. But I mean, he brought um. What uh, her name? Uh, is it uh, Shinkawa? I forgot her first name. But, um, you know, the artist for Metal Gear, um, he brought back, you know, a ton of – oh, shit. He brought back, like, a ton of his staff, like, with him, like, his old staff, too. So and that's like, what I like. So you know that he's going to – he's going he's, he's gonna to put out a banger. Like, it, it's, and that's what I like. If you're going to – if you're going to have a company, try and keep, like, the same people. Try and – so that it's, like, a, a more consistent, like, basis. And I, and I yeah. feel like that's, that's what – is missing from like a lot of these games that have numerous sequels is that you know yeah you know god of war is what like at this point they're on 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 their fourth game going to the fifth game if they're making another game but the people that are making this game are completely different from the people that made their original game so it's sort of cool that you know you have people that like you know like kojima who will stick with a product all the way through until yep. <laughs> until yeah, exactly. you know what happens happens so i you know it, it is what it is like i said like i'm i'm not sold on it yet like i i respect it and everything and i'm gonna pick up the game when it comes out it's just that i'm not i'm not the person in the comment section like going ape shit over it exactly exactly so i mean and i feel that you know i feel that um but I, I do think that there is reason enough for for people to get hype. And if you're not hype, I totally get it. Like, this is – it's not a super – it's hard for me to say it's, like, a, not a super appealing game on its face just because, like, it's it, – it, it has such a large mystery box attached to it. And some people are turned off by that. Like, some people don't like that. Um And that's totally fair. That's totally fair. For me, it's like a – you know, I, I, I want to know – what Kojima's been up to. Like, he did this very quickly, too. Like, that's that's why I'm, and I'm that's, shocked this game is coming out, like, this year. I'm shocked. And that's another reason why I feel like this game's gonna be short. Yeah. Yeah. It's... It's insane. Like... I, I just... I, I love... I, I just love this, this man's passion and... and his drive to make you know, games that he wants to make the way that he wants to make them. And mm-hmm. it just really warmed my heart when like, you know, all the stuff at Kojima or at Konami happened and people were just reaching out and like offering him like, you know, um, different engines that they can use and like just wanting him to be able to make games. Like no matter if you love him or hate him, I mean, I'm I'm so glad he's in the industry, and I I can't wait to play his game. You know, 
Kojima, he's a peacock. You just got to let him fly. You're right. <laughs> exactly. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Can we get somebody to Photoshop that, please? <laughs> yeah, so that's, you know, that, that information came out. And um, this is pretty much the beginning of, like, the whole E3 news yeah. cycle. Um, we're not really going to go too into it with stuff that sort of dropped already this week. Uh, we're sort of going to like, you know, I don't want to say drip feed it, but like we're going to we're going to pick and choose like when we, we when we talk about it, because, of course, we're going right. to do our big like E3, you know, shenanigans like, yeah, you know, uh, extravaganza. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, it's it's uh, our E3 shows that we do are among my favorite episodes every year that we do them. So um, it's always an exciting time for us as consumers. But I mean, it just the the. The excitement and the the banter around it is always so exciting. So I'm I'm happy, and it's only two weeks away. That's two shows from now that we're gonna yeah. have that. So, so. definitely um, shoot us a message on Facebook, you know, or if you know us personally, shoot us a text. Um, hit us up on the Facebook page, the Instagram page. Let us know what type of content you want to see, because we're sort of in the uh, stages of like trying to you know, solidify how we're going to cover it. We're not going to be out at E3, but we're going to, we're still going to cover it. We're still going to give our impressions on the yep. information that comes out. So we're, mm-hmm. it's, it's sort of like we're there, but we're not there. Um, but we sort of want to involve you guys in that discussion. So definitely let us know. Um, but with that, we're going to go ahead and talk about the next bit of news that sort of dropped. Um, and I don't know, it's, it's sort of like part one of a info dump but uh recently pokemon they had like a it, it was more or less like a business meeting that they yeah. sort of like put out and it's really weird like it's um like it, it it wasn't something that like felt like it was like a nintendo direct where it didn't feel like it sort of felt like it was sort of like an e3 type of thing sort of kind of it's really i don't know it was just really japanese i don't know how to it was really different but what they did was they uh, talked about some new apps for the phone for Pokemon. And um, starting off, they talked about a cloud-based service called Pokemon Home. Hmm. So if you played, you know, the Pokemon games on the 3DS, it's equivalent to, like, the spiritual successor of the Pokemon Bank. So all of the games that you played on the 3DS, so that's the... You know, the red, blue, yellow yep. remakes. Or yeah. not remakes, but the re-releases. Re-releases, right. You have, you know, Heart, Gold, Soul, Silver, uh, Diamond, Pearl, Platinum, Pokemon, XY. Uh, you have Black and White. Pretty much all of those games, you, you were able to take your Pokemon in those games, transfer them to the bank. And they sort of did a thing where, um, depending, on the gener- well, yeah, depending on the generation, you could... Take the you could import the Pokemon to the bank, but you can't pull them back and put them back into the game. So it was more of like a uh, a one way type of transaction. I think mm-hmm. only certain games you're able to you know go back and forth between different games. Right. So with the Pokemon Bank going into Pokemon Home, it's another one of those transitions where all of your Pokemon that you're bringing into Pokemon Home, it's going to be a one way transaction. Mm-hmm. So. Once you pull all of your Pokemon from your 3DS, that's pretty much it. It's in this yeah. new app-based, cloud-based service. But it's not only, you know, just the 3DS games. It's Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. 
Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Go. And then, of course, the Pokemon Sword and Shield. Mm-hmm. So with the Pokemon Let's Go games and Pokemon Go, that's also part of that one-way transaction where you could import Pokemon, but you can't export them. But with Pokemon Sword and Shield, you could, you know, pull back and forth. And would you say, would you venture to say that that is um, pretty innovative for, like, at this stage in Pokemon's life? Yeah, I guess that's definitely the future. Like, I'd love that they give us this option of, you know, if you have Pokemon that you sort of want to, like, I mean... Like, these adventures that you go on in these games, like, a lot of people have, like, sentimental value of, like, these Pokemon that they're raising and, you know, training in these games. So to take, you know, your your Pikachu that you had in Let's Go Pikachu and transfer them over to Sword and Shield, like, that's that same Pikachu that was in Let's Go that you're using in these new games. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's it's giving you, like, that option. Like, if it's sort of like the anime where you had, like, your, your box uh, with Professor Oak and, like, he's watching over all your Pokemon, and you can sort of grab them when you need them. So it gives you that option to, like, pull all of these Pokemon from all of, like, all of these games that, you, that you're playing. So Pokemon, all of the 3DS and DS games, Pokemon Go, Pokemon Let's Go, and then with the Sword and Shield. And then, of course, it's going to have support with the, you know, future Pokemon games. Mm-hmm. That's pretty nice, future-proofing their, uh, their series, their franchise. Yeah. That's That's good. What I like, it's also going to have some social functionality. So let's say that, and like I've seen like posts of this on Facebook where like friends are like, hey, you know, I need a Santru, I need, you know, uh, uh, a Geodude or a Golem or something. I need something to complete my Pokedex. Mm-hmm. You can use this app to, you know, trade with people. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to complete Pokedexes and whatnot, or if you're just trying to, you know, trade Pokemon with people, it's, it's really, you know, simplifying this method of trading. Mm-hmm. So um, me being a, a big Pokemon fan, like it's, you know, I, I feel like this is definitely a, it's a great app. You know, I'm all for it. I need to re-up on my Pokemon Bank subscription, <laughs> which, ooh, and that's, I'm not sure if this is going to be another subscription-based service. Ooh, yeah, I'm not sure because, uh, so this is created by Dina, right? Uh, yeah. Um, and Nintendo just had, or yeah, Nintendo a few weeks ago kind of had a, um, they had a little meeting. They had, had like an investors meeting, and they were talking about like how they're gonna pull back on things like microtransactions, um, and not pull back as in like eliminate them entirely, but like not make it as aggressive as it was in something like Animal Crossing. So, mm-hmm. like, I, I do wonder. You saying that just now, like, like what that is what's going to look like? Like, is it going to be a subscription service? Like, that's interesting to me. Yeah. So that's definitely something we'll see down the road. Um, and I mean, it's it's I'm all for it. Like, I I like the option of like bringing all the Pokemon that I have in my past adventures and using them on you know these newer adventures. Mm-hmm. So you know that's gonna be pretty cool. Uh, they also talked about another app called Pokemon Sleep, which if you've ever used apps like Sleep Cycle or if you use stuff like um, like your uh, smartwatches to sort of track your sleep, that's pretty much what this is going to do. It's going to uh, track your sleep. It's, it's a type of function where like your phone is plugged up charge, you leave it on your bed, 
and it sort of like tracks to see like your movement and like how how often you're tossing and turning so whether or not you really want to give up that information is up to you but what they do is like they sort of use that so that you could get items and i guess pokemon through the app so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i mean it's 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 a it's a it's a niche you know it's a niche thing so mm -hmm. uh if you're really into it that's cool but like i already have like my sleep apps so mm -hmm. i don't really know if i'd like jump over to pokemon sleep right yeah, I, it sounds like to me, you were kind of telling me about this earlier, and to, it, it sounds like another cheap way to sell you more merchandise. Like, Yeah, because they, they're, once again, uh, launching another accessory for Pokemon Go called yeah. the, the Pokemon Go Plus yeah. Plus. <laughs> wow. So, and, and what this is, it's a, uh, sort of looks like a Pokeball, but it's flat. And you pretty much sit it on your bed instead of, you know, sitting your phone on the bed. And it sends, like, your sleep data to your phone. So, I don't know. Like, it's it's something that, I guess, if you – I wouldn't want to say if you, if you have, like, a kid and you want them. I, I honestly don't know who the fuck this is for. <laughs> like, it's 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 really for, I guess, the, the, the Pokemon masters in all of us. I guess that's what they will, <laughs> want me to say. I don't know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know. That's that's neither here nor there. That's another app that's coming out. But uh, last, unless you did, you have something you want to say about Pokemon Sleep, or was that? Yeah, no. I mean, other than like my somewhat disparaging comment, um, I, I, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I that one to me, out of everything that you've mentioned so far, that seems to me like the most shameless cash grab to me. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like it's gonna be one of those apps that's just that's just sort of out there. Like if you want to get extra stuff for your Pokemon Go game, if you're still playing Pokemon Go, right? Like, that's that's for you, I guess. Ringing endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then finally, um, there's a Pokemon like game coming out on mobile, and it's called Pokemon Masters. So. What they're doing is they're sort of like it sort of looks like they're taking the page from Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem on the on the mobile, where like you have characters from the series, you have characters from the anime, yeah. and they're using like the likeness of those characters in the game, and it's a it's like a three three v three RPG. So they really didn't show off too much. They only they honestly showed maybe about ten seconds. 10 seconds of footage, and you sort of see, you know, like, Misty, you see Brock, um, you see some people from, like, the, you know, Diamond and Pearl games, uh, I see Cynthia, so, yeah. like, so, like, people that, like, if you played the games, you could recognize, um, oh, yeah, they, they my sh shout out to my boy Gary, they showed out, uh, showed out Gary. Wow. Or, yeah, or, or Blue, if you want to say, you know, Ooh, yeah. based on the games. But um, it, it sort of looks like, and I have, like, a screenshot that I'm looking at right now where, like, it's, uh, like I said, it's, like, a 3v3, three, three three, and, like, you have, like, the options of, like, two attacks. Actually, no, I took that back. Um, it looks like one attack and an item. Do they have red, though? Oh, yeah, yeah, red's there. Red's there. He's on, oh. he's on the cover of this. Wait, yeah. are you serious? Yeah. Wait, okay, I need to go look again. I looked, and I, I did not see him. Um... 
I was gonna that was gonna spin off into another conversation I feel like we may have had before, but I just find the character of Red Okay, so he's like a nothing character really, but like I feel like he is so interesting because the games treat him like like, like a like a god, like a Pokemon like, trainer god. He's the he's the LeBron James of the Pokemon <laughs> Wait, why not Michael Jordan though? Ooh, man, that's a whole discussion right there. <laughs> yeah. are, are, are we doing this? Are we doing this right right here? <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I find Red fascinating. I'm sorry. Continue with your thing. I don't want to derail you too hard. Uh, um, no, I mean, that's that's pretty much where I want to, like, open up the floor. Like I, like I said, there's not – there isn't too much information on the game already. But, I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's another step of Nintendo – going to the mobile sphere so something that like five years five or six years ago we're like hey you know do you see nintendo jumping on mobile everyone would have laughed at you but here they are you have super mario run you have the fire emblem you have mario kart that's coming out like i've been getting impressed i've been hearing impressions on that because that's sort of like in testing right now with, with like influencers but like nintendo they're doing it like they're sort of like Brent, like, using their IPs on a mobile market. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, this is like the Pokemon blowout. Like, and I think they're capitalizing on all that stuff. Obviously, Detective Pikachu just came out and is doing, um, it's doing okay. You know, it's not, like, doing gangbusters, but it didn't fail either. So, you know, it's it's doing fine, and apparently a sequel is in development. So, you know, they're probably going to ride that wave for a bit, that Hollywood wave. Um, so, yeah, I, I, that's that's good. Good, good for them. It looks yeah. good. I don't know how many of these I'm going to actually play, but I think you're a much bigger Pokemon fan than I am. But uh... yeah, I mean, honestly, the Pokemon Home, of course, I'm going to use Pokemon Sleep. That's I, I'll download it just to see what it's about, but I don't really care about it. Mm-hmm. But Pokemon Masters seems like something that I might like sort of mess with a little bit. It that, depends that, on like it yeah. really depends on like how like what they what they do, like how they monetize it and everything like that. And it sort of le- sort of goes back to that question that you said before of like with Nintendo wanting to lean back on the microtransactions, like how are they going to do this? How are they going to introduce, you know, these different trainers that you, you get to play as, um, the different Pokemon that you get to use? Like yeah. how, how is this honestly going to work? Yeah. I, I have no idea. And yeah. I'm, I might be curious to find out. The master thing seems kind of cool though. Um, mostly because it seems to be shamelessly pulling on my nostalgia for some of that stuff. So, like, the Lance and the the, the Brock and maybe Misty? Is Misty not there? Yeah, Misty's there. Oh, she's yeah, there? Yeah, like, okay. yeah, the whole gang, like, you know, uh, the gym leaders, Elite Four, like, they're, they're trying to lean on everything. And then also they, they've said, like, the anime as well. So okay. that's, yeah. that's really going to be interesting. I wonder if they're going to do something like um, you have, like, the game Brock or game Misty and you'll have also the anime Brock and anime Misty. Ooh, that might be interesting. Huh. Okay. Yeah, so uh, that's, like I said, this is really like the part one of like the info dump for Pokemon. Um, this time next week, we'll be hearing more about Pokemon Sword and Shield because they have a specific Nintendo Direct for that. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely going to be interested to see what they bring to the table. And like, like we said before, all of this is like before E3. So, um, it's gonna, it's, 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 
I feel like it's them trying to get ahead of people trying to leak stuff, and I guess they, I guess they're just over people, you know, taking their thunder away before they officially, because they, they hire these people, they hire, like, marketers to, like, find the right time to drop this information, so when you, when you have an event like E3, where people are already anticipating this information, you'll have those people that will try and slip information here or there and sort of like derail months of planning of trying to put out this information. So, right, right. Um, I feel like we're, each year we're getting E3 information earlier and earlier. Earlier, yeah. They want to beat out the – yeah, and, and, and eventually I think we'll just – not have e3 <laughs> yeah and and maybe we'll have like this time in june like every year where people will like will drop news dumps but i mean maybe even that disintegrates like who knows i have no idea you know i do like this time like of, of year typically it's a nice like kind of stop gap um mm-hmm. and you know it's a slow time and game releases and you know, people are kind of getting pumped for like the latter half of the year. Like, I, I like this time, so I hope that we keep it. But anyway, man, like I'm honestly using this time to like catch up on some games. Um, yeah. And I feel like, and that's gonna be an episode that we do further down the road. Is like, you know, it's summertime. You know, this. You know, what? Like I said before, I I try and pick and choose the games that I I know that I'm gonna enjoy because my time is sort of limited. Yeah. So we sort of I want to do an episode where we sort of highlight games that you should pick up. Sounds good. I think we should do that. Yeah. So and I think we might have a, a special uh, guest for for that episode, but you know mm. we'll, we'll we'll see how that turns out. Mm. All right. Yep. But with that, that's episode fourteen in the bag. Like in the bag. Yeah. We're um again we're we're only a couple weeks from E three so. You know, this is um, we, like you said, we're we're getting a steady drip feed of information from from people. But I mean, this is like the calm before the storm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like, this is a, an exciting time. This is a good time for you to, like you just said, like go play something you haven't played yet. Um, like, this is the perfect time. This is the perfect time to you know catch up on some games, catch up on some movies, catch up on anime. It's a good time to sort of you know. Spend time with family too. Like, oh yeah, bust bust out the Monopoly board, bust out you know Mario Party, uh, Mario Kart, Super Smash. Like bust, this is a bust out Sims busting out. Oh man, throwback. Yeah, I just bring you back with that one. Yeah. Because <laughs> like because yeah because I played that game on the Game Boy Advance. Oh god. Oh okay. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> okay, I was talking about like PlayStation Two or something. No. And like I think wasn't that the the Sims where like they added like a story and like sort of like I want to say it was like a linear game, but like they gave you like objectives in that game. Oh, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. And like the jobs had like mini games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was like two player couch co op, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, different. Yeah, the bus bust out the old school games. Go ahead and have some fun. Yeah. For sure. But but yeah, so uh we definitely wanna shout out, you know, our you know, fans on Facebook, people that check out the streams. If you guys wanna, you know, keep throwing stars at us, hey, like help us out. We appreciate it. All of all of the stuff that we do get, that's always gonna go to um like equipment and like 
for stuff for the show and everything like that. So mm-hmm. just know where that they you know that money that gets donated or whatever or stars or whatever uh, currency gets thrown at us. That's pretty much where it's going to go. We're going to be transparent about it. Um, I would say could... I, I do want to add just really quickly here that like if you cannot <laughs> contribute monetarily, like I, I, I ratings and comments are. I think exactly paramount. I like I, I, yeah. I would, I definitely want to make sure that like I, I would actually put that above anything else. Like right now, like the 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 ratings. If you give us ratings, especially on something like iTunes, the iTunes, um, um, the iTunes. Why am I blanking? The storefront that we're located on. Um, mm-hmm. I mean that helps us immensely. Not only does that give us like good rating but in that it helps us with the algorithm it helps like spread the word to more people that is such a great help and especially on um on soundcloud that's that's pretty much where the home of the episodes come from and of course like it spreads out onto different platforms mm-hmm. but um you know you guys you guys have been rocking it on soundcloud like i i want to say these episodes somehow hit the algorithm so we're seeing some traction with that mm-hmm. so you know keep listening keep you know uh liking the show and i get and, and liking the show commenting like that's you're you're honestly you're just hitting a button you're just hitting that heart so you know that that's that's where you know helps us out that's what keeps us going we really appreciate you guys doing that um and then also like sharing the stuff on you know your social media pages so like, letting people know that you support with us yeah you're, you're part of the you're part of the brand you're part of the family yeah. That's, that's what we love to see. Yeah, definitely shout out to people who are like sharing this um, for sure because there are a lot of people doing that. And we put out the call um, a week a week ago and also two weeks ago too. Just kind of like just wanted to spread the good word and people are doing that and I really appreciate it. We really appreciate it. Yeah, so, uh, you know, that's us signing out for an epi- another episode. Really appreciate it. And you guys love love how i end this i love how i end this rod i don't know how you feel about this <laughs> uh yeah uh, go ahead all right so guys listen especially now we're in the, we're about to get into the thick of summer drink more water because it's getting hot out there <laughs> moisturize your ankles take your vitamins eat your greens don't sweat the small stuff guys it's it's not worth it read more keep people around you that'll tell you the truth those are the real ones. Like, those are the real people right there. Be humble. Commit to things. Your greatest struggles are... Your greatest lessons. <laughs> I'm laughing, but that is, that's good. That's true. I was waiting for you to say it, but it's all good. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh-oh. <laughs> Text your friends that you haven't talked to in a while. Because I know I know people, you know, we, we're in the hustle and bustle of life. But, you know, it's good to check up on people. Definitely good to check up on people. Uh, this next one is something that I said last week, and I didn't even adhere to it, and it messed me up. But change the sound of your alarm every couple of days to help you wake up, because you get so used to hearing the same sound. For me, I have an Amazon Echo, and it will uh, it'll just yell at me in the morning. So at one point, I told it to shut up, which translated, I really meant it to say, you know, hey, I want to snooze, wake me up a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But that didn't work out, and I overslept. Mm-hmm. Stop waiting for the perfect time, because there will always be an excuse to not be productive. Just do it. Just, you know, 
post that podcast, uh, work on that art, take those pictures, uh, ride that bike, lose that weight, just stay motivated, just do it. Nike swoosh. <laughs> and last but not least, you guys, stay beastly. Peace. <laughs>